I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to focus on the family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Well, if you're a single mom, Forgiveness is a process. It doesn't happen overnight, and there's a lot of work that has to go into it. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And we're going to hear now from Dr. Roland Warren, who spoke with Focus President Jim Daly about how he learned to forgive the father who left him. Roland, let me ask you this. Um, In the book, you encourage single-parent moms to forgive their ex. Mm. Now, I mean, all these things rattle in my head. You don't know the man I was married to, Rollin. Are you serious? I mean, you'd have to be an angel to forgive that guy for what he did to me and to us. So let's start there. How do you you break that crusty heart? And I get it. There's some legitimate attitudes there, but that's not where the Lord wants you to live. And it's not a healthy emotional or spiritual place for you to live. But how do you get over that? I don't want to say speed bump, but it may be a brick wall in forgiving your ex for what he did. Well, it, it is. It is the most difficult thing probably in the Christian walk is the challenge to forgive. I mean, it, it's what's modeled by Christ on the cross, right? It's the last thing he did was what? Forgive what? A victimizer. Not a victim, but a victimizer, the thief on the cross. So we see that modeled by Christ. So we know we need to go there. I think the insight here is that you have to really understand that having unforgiveness in your heart it's a bitter root that yields a bitter fruit that you actually can end up giving to your son. And the difference is that it won't come out the same way. Like for me, for example, if I eat carbs, I blow up like a the Michelin man. Oh, right? I kind of know that feeling. <laughs> right? But, <laughs> right, but other folks, if they eat carbs, they do just fine, right? It's like not John. an issue. Right, exactly. <laughs> like John, exactly. They do just fine. So your bitterness, you may say, well, okay, all I do is I talk to my girlfriends and I just complain about my ex and drag him down. That's as I eat that fruit. That's how it comes out in my life. Huh. But when you give that fruit to your son, that may not necessarily be the impact. He may choose a gang because he's working out some father absence issues, uh. or he may move a lot of different yeah. things that he's doing with that woundedness. So it's a bitter root that yields a bitter fruit that you're feeding to your child. You know, that that's really interesting because what you're saying is your son, like any child, a daughter too, they're going to want to find their identity. Sure. And if they're hearing only negativity about their father, they may go look for an identity other than him because you don't want to be that guy. And you find it in relationship in a gang or in other maybe not so healthy 
relationship, right? Absolutely. So you might be positioning for positioning your son rather for a situation that later is going to be a parenting challenge for you wow. because all of this bitterness around the absence of his father. And here's the thing, he's got to make sense of that loss. I mean, if you think about the dad who's gone as just sort of like a peg in a pegboard, we got rid of the peg, so now we have to deal with him. No, now you have to deal with the hole. I'm thinking of the mom, too, who might say, hearing us talk about this, well, then you're just whitewashing his bad behavior. And I think my son, at the right age, even with the right motivation, should know about how bad he was, because that was true. Well, certainly. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that you shouldn't talk about truth. That's important. But you have to think about like your motives and what kind of truth you give him at what moment. And how you say it. And how you, and <laughs> like how I you just say said it. it. Look, yeah. I, look the, the reality is, um, I think one of the things that really helped me that my mom did... She'd never talk my father down. She never did. That's and that great. was so healthy for me. I don't even realize, I didn't even realize at the time how healthy that was for me. I look so much like my dad. I'm built like him. And the reality is it's very difficult for a boy to sort of disaggregate the criticism that you're giving to this guy who looks like him, you know, walks like him, that kind of a thing, to disaggregate that from his own identity, his own reality. So he'll come to a point where he'll see his father for what he truly is. That's not your role. That's God's role to kind of reveal that to him over time. Your role is to help him not have bitterness in his heart Mm. uh, that's going to lead to some things that are not going to be God-honoring. And I think it's a powerful opportunity that you have as a single mom. And And what a great goal. Yes. I mean, really, it's a noble goal to do that. And and, and actually, Frank, it, it sets you free. I mean, as long as you're bitter towards someone, you're actually their captive. Well, some big stuff that Rowland was addressing there, Danny, and uh, you've counseled a lot of families, I'm sure, that have had to go through this kind of a process of healing. And um, it seems like it really would hurt a child when there's negative talk about the other spouse, regardless of the circumstance. But that seems to put the child in kind of a tough spot. Uh, it does. It does. And Roland has, has set up that, that uh, idea of that grief is complicated and mm-hmm. it can create uh, certain behaviors uh, in ex-spouses and in situations where there's uh, added anger and frustration. And for kids, this can be so destructive to their perception, to their belief systems about the other person. It can become confusing. I've heard some kids say, I'm about to go crazy. Both mm-hmm. my parents are saying negative things about each other. I don't know who to believe. I want to trust them both, but one or both are lying. Yeah. And so it, for them, it creates a very lonely space of not knowing who to trust and, and how to even move forward emotionally if they don't know what the true story is to move forward with. And sometimes they'll lose respect for both parents if it's happening both ways. But if there's a parent speaking negatively about the other one and the other one is kind – there still is that doubt that, is there something I don't know? Mm-hmm. And kind of like what happened in, in Genesis 3 in the garden, where the serpent said, hey, did, did God really say that? Uh. And there's a lie that comes in, and it be, begins to create a, a question of trustworthiness to a person that you ultimately absolutely trusted, and now you're on guard. You're in a self-protect mode. And for kids developmentally, that can lead them into a place that is uh, – really not good emotionally, and then you begin to see it in the behaviors. They play out in disrespectful behaviors or disobedient or defiant, and then the parents reacting to the defiance, Mm -hmm. and then it it, it damages the relationship even more, and then they distance themselves from that parent, and you begin to see some other 
uh, you know, concerning things play yeah. out. In the- yeah. Well, this is a complex world and family is messy and relationships uh, require a lot of tact and understanding and uh, sometimes coaching. And if we're touching a nerve in this conversation, uh, please reach out to us. Focus on the Family is uh, kind of a frontline resource here. We've got so many different tools and um, helps available to you. And certainly one is our counseling team. Uh, they're a phone call away. Caring Christian counselors, uh, they'll call you back at a time that uh, works for you. They'll listen to you. Uh, they'll explain some perspectives and uh, offer some resources probably. And even if you need ongoing assistance, they can connect you to somebody. We have a network of great referrals uh, these are trusted, caring Christian counselors. Uh, call 800, the letter A in the word family, to set up an appointment. 800-A-FAMILY. We'll have a link in the show notes as well. If you know a single mom who needs some encouragement, get a copy of this book, Raising Sons of Promise. We're making that available today for a gift of any amount. And uh, I think there will be a, a lot of encouragement for that mom when you get this book. Uh, We're making that available for a donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Uh, Join the support team or make a donation and request that book. And uh, the details for doing that are in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Ashley Willis about what causes moms to have those angry outbursts. Uh, For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.